CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes. While he wages war in Ukraine, there are signs that Russia's president is preparing a new wave of repression against his own people. President Putin uses the words scum and traitor to describe those inside Russia who are speaking out against his regime. But that isn't stopping one Russian social media influencer from using her platform to take followers behind the Iron Curtain. In Russia, protesting the invasion of Ukraine is risky. You can be grabbed, beaten, and who knows what else. It takes mere seconds to disappear. A clear message to comply, even if the sign itself has no message. You might try to silence everyone, but people with this kind of opposition, they are here. We are here, we alive, and we are not leaving. Natalia Konstantinova lives in St. Petersburg, known as the cultural capital of Russia and described as that country's most European city. Everything what's going on right now is affecting everyone in the world. On social media, Natalia has been documenting and taking part in what is now a crime, protesting the war. She shows the streets heavily lined with police. The high-tech monitoring used to identify dissenters. See these cameras? It's face recognition. They're going to record all of us and then come to our homes. This is the biggest mall in St. Petersburg, the most famous one. She gives a tour of an upscale mall with so many international stores now closed. Instagram and Facebook have been banned in Russia, and so Natalia uses a VPN, a virtual private network, to take her followers inside the increasingly isolated country that she calls home. When you're walking through the streets of St. Petersburg now, what are the thoughts that are going through your mind? Is there anybody watching me? And I always have to look behind my back. Is there, uh, you know, is there anybody or there's police? Because police is everywhere right now. There are thoughts like that and I have to watch out. Watch out because Natalia knows what she is doing could put her behind bars. Anyone describing the assault on Ukraine as a war or invasion now faces jail. With independent media now shut down, it's up to social media influencers like Natalia to pull back the curtain. While we were asleep, Russian forces invaded Ukraine. What kind of punishment are you facing for speaking to me right now and for posting on social media as you do? They might charge me with uh, spreading fakes. It's 15 years. And they might charge me with uh, treason, which is 20 years. 
up to 15 years for spreading fake news, 20 for treason. Natalia is 33 years old, the mother of an eight-year-old girl. She's risking her freedom in the name of truth. One day, maybe, uh, even if I'm going to be imprisoned, you know, or something will happen with me, I, my consciousness will be clear. And even if my daughter will, will, be, will be raised without me, she will be definitely proud of her mother. And so Natalia videos protesters as they chant, no to war. She also shares the silent resistance from everyday citizens who leave green ribbons as a simple act of defiance. The color itself, now a target for police. You move around the center of the city and you see these green ribbons everywhere. It's mostly youth and there are many of us. So Russian students came uh, with the idea to use green ribbons because green is a color of peace. These uh, shops, they start to run out of green ribbons. They've actually run out of green ribbon because so many people are tying those around the cities and towns. They, they start to buy them, yeah, a lot. Natalia's posts now are much different than the videos she shared before the war, when her social media feed simply highlighted everyday life in St. Petersburg. I was showing my life, like it's like daily vlogging, explaining very simple things to people, like what do we eat? This is the taste of St. Petersburg. Mm -hmm. Where do we go? The bad parts of it and the good parts of it try to erase stereotypes about Russia. Because many were afraid of us and there was, there was nothing to be afraid before 24th before February 24th, the day Russia invaded Ukraine. You say there was nothing to be afraid of before February 24th. Because right now I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't say that there is nothing to be afraid of after what happened. Russians are not the enemy of the world. Russians are just average people like anywhere in the world, but the government, people there, this is absolutely different story. Most of us have at least whether friends there or relatives there. In Ukraine. Yes, and of course the same for Ukrainians. Most of them have whether relatives or friends here. So it's like, it's similar, I think, if tomorrow the US is gonna interfere or intervene into Canada. Sanctions have put the economy in a tailspin. The list of retailers pulling out of Russia grows ever longer. The only legal news is on state-run Russian media, which does not show images like this, of civilians being targeted, of humanitarian corridors under attack, or airstrikes hitting a maternity hospital. The majority don't understand. They think like this bombing of Mariupol hospital, it was staged. They think it was staged, the, the hospital yes. bombing. So many people. Oh, by the way, Natalia speaks English and has access to the outside world. Because of that, she has a completely different picture than many Russians to what's happening to their neighbors in Ukraine. For you, I can see how, how the knowledge is power, but it's also a curse, isn't it? Because you can't stay silent. I see people around, you know, living their lives because they just don't know what's going on.
And I leave here knowing everything was going on, seeing all these atrocities, seeing all these crying people sitting there in shelters, these children, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like a curse. These are not our enemy. And so you use your voice. It's not only important for my voice to be heard, because I understand that behind my voice, there are hundreds of thousands of people that live here. And they can't be heard because they don't have connection to the rest of the world, or they don't speak English, and nobody see them, and nobody hear them. An estimated 14,000 people have been arrested in Russia since the start of the war. We went to protests, so I showed uh, that there are people who, you know, despite to all repressions, despite to all the fear in society, there are people who choose to go and say that we are for peace. But Natalia has noticed in St. Petersburg, the protests seem to be getting smaller. So a lot of them, of course, got scared and they can't go anymore. You've noticed that the crowds of protesters are getting smaller. Uh, because fear is getting greater. So we see more and more brutality and less and less people uh, on the street. Because as long as you caught once, second time, if they're going to catch you, they're going to imprison you for real. Coming up, Russian youth standing up to tyranny. Behind my voice, there are hundreds of thousands of people. When W5 continues, less than one month of war, more than three million people have fled Ukraine. But social media influencer turned activist Natalia Konstantinova has no plans to leave St. Petersburg yet. You've made a decision now to stay with your young daughter in St. Petersburg. What would have to happen for you to reconsider that decision and say, you know what, I have to leave? I know that if if you know they will come and try to imprison me, if they will come and uh, threaten me uh, or threaten my daughter or anything like that, then I will have to leave, of course, because I have to take care firstly of her. You live with that. Every time you post, you're talking to me now, you know that you're increasing your risk of being targeted. Yes, I know this, of course. Natalia risks jail for documenting on social media for all the world to see just what's happening inside Russia. H&M is closed. And her opposition to the invasion of Ukraine. There are larger acts of defiance in the country as well. What is happening now in Ukraine is a crime. Her name is Marina Ovskyanikova, an editor with the government-controlled Channel One television station. She posted this before a dramatic on-air protest. And Russia is the aggressor country. And the responsibility for this aggression lies in the conscience of only one person. This man is Vladimir Putin. After posting that video, she barged onto the set of the nightly newscast, holding a sign with forbidden words, no war, stop the war, don't believe propaganda, they are lying to you here. After a lengthy interrogation, Marina was released, 
but told CNN she is still facing a criminal investigation. It's still ongoing and I don't know what will happen next, but I'm hoping that I won't face criminal charges. But as far as I can see on the internet, some of my colleagues have begun to resign um, from federal TV channels, and I think this is becoming a, a public demonstration. Wow, she's so brave. This is amazing. Ekaterina Kochokadze is a Russian journalist, the host of a political talk show, and the news director of what was the last remaining independent news channel in Russia, TV Rain. The news outlet had its own on-air protest after the Putin government brought in new rules, threatening truth with jail time. As the cameras rolled, the crew stood up and walked off the air. Uh, unfortunately, there was no other options after this law was adopted, after our website was blocked. We understood that there was no there was no way to work. And then TV Rain aired the ballet Swan Lake. What was the symbolism of playing Swan Lake as you were exiting the studio? Well, Swan Lake was the end of Soviet Union, right? <laughs> uh, when everything was crashing in the Soviet Union, uh, it was a Swan Lake on state television going on, um, uh, they couldn't say a word to the people because there was a censorship. So when you see Swan Lake on TV, it means that someone is lying to you. Someone is hiding information from you. The ballet is a symbol of political upheaval in Russia. State-run media puts this on the air instead of telling citizens the truth about the deaths of leaders. It was also played in 1991 when a coup attempt led to the collapse of the Soviet Union. Russia is now in a bubble the way it hasn't been for a very long time in history. Do you see a return to the Iron Curtain? Oh, it is already there. Iron Curtain is there, and it's even worse. Um, we have an Iron Curtain and a war going on right now. People are being killed, and uh, Russia is responsible. A Katrina and her husband, the editor-in-chief of TV Rain, have fled Russia to Tbilisi, Georgia, with their seven-year-old and 18-month-old sons. They no longer felt safe. We were getting uh, threats, uh, messages from different people, um, promising us that they would find us, they would come to us, they know where we live. A lot of people left. Um, almost all of my friends uh, left, not only journalists, just people who could not stay there because of the situation. I mean, it's, it's not easy to be, a, to be a part of the country which is invading your neighbor. It's not easy. Sometimes the way we describe horrifying events to our children is the most poignant. How have you explained to your children why you have left Russia and are now in Tbilisi, Georgia? There is just one person who was responsible for the war in Ukraine, that people are dying there and people are hiding in bunkers and subways because of one, one man's decisions. With TV rain now off the air, all that's left, media controlled by the Putin regime. State-run television like RT, where viewers aren't told that Russia has invaded Ukraine. Isabella Tavarovsky has a master's degree in Russian history from Harvard University. The world is watching 
videos of hospitals being attacked, of humanitarian corridors being under attack, of apartment buildings being reduced to rubble. What are the people in Russia seeing on RT? They, uh, they are not seeing any of the scenes of the destruction. And in that sense, it's truly an Orwellian situation. People are really living in an information bubble where the, the difference between reality and, and the actual picture, uh, it, it's as if they're living in a different planet. It sounds as though when they turn on that television and watch the evening news, they are being fed an alternate reality. That is exactly correct. Now, Russian propaganda is now talking about Ukraine having developed biological weapons. There is now a fear that perhaps Russia is preparing the ground for using biological weapons itself, and it will be able to say, well, it was self-defense. Democracies around the world are lucky to have you as our champion. To much of the world, Ukraine's President Zelensky is seen as a powerful symbol of strength. We want to live and we want to be victorious. We want to prevail for the sake of life. But Russian viewers are being fed a much different story. Russian propaganda presents Zelensky as a drug addict. When they analyze his presentation at press conferences, they will say, well, he looks like he either is on drugs now or that he's experiencing withdrawal symptoms from cocaine. So this is this is their attempt to undermine his image and to show him as a as a weakling who is incapable of uh, of uh, heading the nation. President Putin sends a very clear message of how he views his own people who don't agree with the regime. Any people, the Russian people especially, are able to distinguish true patriots from bastards and traitors and will spit them out like a gnat that accidentally flew into their mouths. Not only are citizens being kept in the dark, but Isabella believes Putin himself is being shielded from the truth. On Russian TV, you will never see a comparison side by side between Putin and Zelensky. Zelensky has become a symbol of courage and real heroism in recent days and weeks for the West. And I'm pretty sure that he doesn't even know that Zelensky is now this, this symbol because Putin does not have internet himself. And so he, he only gets information that his aides want him to have. So we can be sure that this is information that he doesn't get. How many people in Russia believe what they're seeing on RT? I think it's still probably more Russians believe what they see on TV than not. When there are no protests in St. Petersburg, it looks like any other major city, not part of a country waging a brutal war right next door. The shelves are still full, at least at this upscale store, but costs are higher. 139. They used to cost like 60 rubles before. Natalia says it reminds her of the movie Titanic, with the band playing while the ship is sinking. If you move on the street, you know, you see people sitting in bars, you see people just hanging around, the most of the population, they do not realize what's happening, but it's going to be so painful for them when they will realize what's happening and, you know, the damage that we caused. When my daughter is going to grow up and she will ask me, Mama, 
you know, what were you doing at that time when our country was going into dark hole? What will I answer to her if I'm going to keep calm and sitting here and, you know, doing nothing? The Putin government has already launched a criminal case against one Russian influencer for her anti-war Instagram posts. As for that editor who staged the on-air protest, well, she's been released from custody with a fine, but there are fears that she may face future prosecution. You've been listening to CTV's W5 with Avery Haynes.